So we're going to be reacting to the story where this lady actually ended up paying off her credit card debt and it was five figures worth, right? So the title of the story, I thought I wanted to buy a house, but seeing nearly 80 homes in nine months convinced me to spend my money on something more important. So in early 2020, I decided to buy a house, but to do that, I had to improve my finances. I took out a personal loan to consolidate my debt, but didn't plan to pay it off years early. But as I searched for a home to no avail, I realized paying off my debt was what I really needed to do. So let's get right into the story. So I went to 2020 with five-figure credit card debt. Just under 18 months later, in mid-June 2021, I paid it off completely. That wasn't actually my original intention when I embarked on the project of improving my financial situation, though. My objective was arguably to place myself into the best possible, best position possible to take on an even greater amount of debt. Six figures instead of five, I had decided at the start of 2020 to finally buy a house. Now, before we continue, you might end up like listening to this or like watching this, right? It's like, this is a very common thought process, right? And for example, right, I have a friend that I had a phone call with one day and they told me that they were trying to look for a home, right? And since I'm like more of a finance person, they were asking me questions. They were like talking about it, right? And so I asked them a series of questions and I asked them like, do you have debt? Do you have student loan debt? Right? And they did. And it wasn't a small amount, right? So they had they had a decent sized amount of student loan debt. They also had credit card debt. Now, even though they were making good money, right? Like I believe they were making close to like 70 to 80 grand, which is really nice. But in relation to how much house they were actually wanting to buy, which is more like $250,000 probably, roughly, around the house price that they were actually looking for, which is probably going to be more if they were to actually end up buying it, right? Especially like nowadays, the market is like insane. So it'd probably be more like 300000 On top of that, their student loan debt and their credit card debt, we're talking close to like nearly 400 grand, maybe even 500 grand worth of debt. And a lot of people don't realize that. Like, hey, just think about it for a second. You're about to take on a half a million dollars in debt. What's going to happen if you lose your job, right? What's going to happen if you cannot get the tenant they were wanting to get the tenant for to end up running out that room that you were wanting to rent out inside this house that you were planning on buying to try to justify that house price. Like the problem that a lot of people have when they want to go and buy a house is that they take they like they like they completely ignore the risk, right? Because they believe that there is no risk. There is no risk to buying a house. And that's a lie, right? You have to understand there is a risk in everything that you do. And 
anytime you get into a situation where you end up having to pay and sign a contract, there is a risk. Okay? Now, even though that risk is mitigated because you could technically do it for 30 years at the same price, guess what? Your job is not guaranteed, right? So if you have massive amounts of debt, right, or a decent-sized amount of debt, and you add on to the mortgage amount that you would have to pay, depending on your margins, this could literally be a situation if, let's say that you were to break a hand, you're basically no longer living paycheck to paycheck, you are basically going to be homeless, right? Like, that's that type of situation that a lot of people do not think about. And I really want this to be very clear to anyone who ends up stumbling upon this. Just because you want to buy a house does not mean that you should, right? And I see this especially with people like dentists and doctors and lawyers as well, right? But people who make like a lot of money think that just because they make a lot of money, they can go and buy an awesome house or like buy a brand new car. When guess what? You still have multiple six figures worth of debt that you got to pay off, right? And if you don't and you add on to a six figure plus mortgage onto that, right? We're talking close to, again, another round number of around half a million dollars, if not more right, of debt that you got to basically spend the rest of your life paying for, right? So just ask yourself, do you want to be a slave to companies that want you to pay them forever? Just think about that for a second, because the biggest benefit that anyone in this world ends up having available to them is the like the potential of compound interest, right? So anytime you make a car payment, anytime you make a credit card payment, anytime you make a mortgage payment, guess what? That is compound interest going in the opposite direction in your favor, right? All these companies are making millions of dollars using the money that you're paying them, okay? When you could be putting in all that money into things that you'll end up owning and ends up basically compounding the, basically your net worth nonstop, right? Because if you were to put in like a mortgage payment or let's say like a car, let's just say a car payment, just to keep it simple, right? And depending on the car, it could easily be like a $400 to $500 per month car payment, right? Guess what? The compounding interest of putting $500 per month, especially like if you're doing this at like when you're like 18 or 19 years old, right? And you're putting that $500 a month into like an index fund that like does the S&P 500, right? So you could just look this up for like SPY, right? On Robinhood, which by the way, you could just like click the link down in the description or something. You could probably get a free stock. But if you were to do something like that or put your money into things that have like an annual return of between like 7 to 12%, average right with there's a lot of things like that out there in a couple decades it'd be millions of dollars so five hundred dollars a month can become millions of dollars 
Just think about that for a second. Compounding interest basically allows you to where you can put money into investments that have a compounding interest factor to them, to where your actual investments can earn more money in a single year in terms of income than what you make at your day job that year. That is very possible and happening. But that all depends on how much money can you actually put towards things that have a compounding interest in your favor. But anytime you end up having to pay payments on debt, it goes in the opposite direction in your favor. And yet people are going to say like, oh, but like, you know, if you get a mortgage for a house, you know, it's not going to be that big of a deal. You still make more money and blah, blah, blah kind of stuff. Right. But nobody ends up factoring in risk. Right. Let's say that you make payments on a mortgage for a house and then you end up having to foreclose on the house because you were spread too thin because you end up carrying too much debt. Right. That is all very real possibilities to where it could completely screw you over. Right. And you could lose end up everything. But let's continue. So by then I had lived in Philadelphia for nearly nine years and worked at the same place for over seven. I had a strong community of friends and neighbors around me, was in a city I was, for the most part, pretty happy with, and I didn't see myself going anywhere anytime soon. Now, this is also like another big factor too. If you want to buy a house, really only buy a house in a place that you stand, like you plan on like spending like five plus years there. Otherwise, it doesn't really make sense. So it made both monetary and personal sense then to start converting my rent payments into mortgage payments. I would both be building tangible roots in Philadelphia and investing in my long-term financial future at the same time. And if the time ever came for Philadelphia and I to part ways, I would always have a home to return to if I wanted it. So I consolidated my credit card debt with a personal loan. So the first thing I knew I needed to do was change the nature of my debt so that I could bump up my credit score and reduce the burden of my credit card payments on my paycheck each month. So I took out a personal loan at my bank for a five-year term to consolidate my debt at a lower interest rate than any of my credit cards carried. Now, I'll put it this way too, right? Really, the only time that you should really ever do like a consolidation of your debt is if you can pay off every single cent of that debt within that time frame. Because typically, let's just say like, let's say you have like three different credit cards, all very high interest, right? With a pretty high balance. So let's say you have like 20 grand of credit card debt split between three different credit cards, all with varying due, like varying uh, interest rates, but all of them very high, right? And you get this offer from like a credit card company or your bank basically saying like, hey, we can give you 12 months at 0% interest on your credit card balance if you were to transfer all of your balances to this credit card it may sound great but it's only a good idea if you can actually physically pay it off within that time frame otherwise you're going to get 
hammered after the 12 months in an extremely harsh way. So this converted my debt into a standing installment loan rather than revolving debt, which was better for my credit score, instantly lowered my debt to income ratio to a fraction of what it had been and reduced my monthly debt payments to a low enough point that I had a lot more at the end of the, each month to put toward my savings. And I also applied for a slightly larger loan than the amount needed for consolidating my credit card debt in order to be able to put additional cash aside toward my home down payment. From there, I set out to simply stack as much as I could in the bank from as many corners as I could manage, and I did. Between extra writing and teaching work I took on, the stimulus payments that I left untouched and a perhaps embarrassing amount of money saved from the cessation of my usual social and travel activities due to the pandemic shutdown, I accrued a much larger down payment fund than I set out at the start of my home search. This was helped as such by the fact that the home search ended up taking far longer than I had expected nearly a year rather than a couple months, so long that I ended up putting a pause on the search outright. Especially as the market began to heat up near the end of 2020, and more and more homes began to slide rapidly out of my price range. So I realized I could pay off my personal loan long before the term expired. So my late 2020 pause rolled into early 2021 and then solidly into the spring. My savings continued to accrue at a solid clip and my mid-spring, I realized I was in range to be able to pay off my five-year loan and still have the original minimum down payment that I planned for at the beginning of 2020. I had applied specifically for a personal loan product with no early payment penalties in order to leave the option open at no additional cost. But I hadn't expected that the possibility would come within sight quite so soon. It honestly threw me a bit the way that reaching any go earlier than planned does. That debt has been a part of my life for so long that I almost didn't know how to conceive of my life without its foot on my neck. But as the year wore on, with the destabilizing realities of the pandemic continuing to erode my understanding of what progressing forward with my life even meant, I realized that I wanted, indeed needed, the achievement of erasing my credit card debt and being free of that weight for the first time in my adult life. Additionally, as the housing market continued on its rapid rise, I found myself questioning whether or not I really did want a home right now or at least a home at the prices and conditions currently being presented. And I came to the realization that right now, at least I didn't. And so in early June, I went to my online banking portal, nervously entered the entire amount of the loan as my next payment, and hit send. The letter notifying me of my completed debt obligation arrived the day before my birthday. My 2020 self was thrilled at my having succeeded at completely turning my financial life around, it just happened in a way that I had never imagined at the start of that trip, and despite not meeting the initial goal of a home, I am happier for it having turned out this way. I'd have to agree, I really like what this person did at the end where they ended up paying off their debt. Because now, they have a lot more options available to them. They have a lot more freedom to them. 
And here's the thing. I think a lot of people who end up maybe hearing this or watching this really undervalue the meaning of like true financial freedom where you have complete freedom of choice as to what to do with your money and when. And when you have debt of any kind, you are chained to making certain choices, regardless if you want to or not. And a lot of people don't realize how heavy a burden it is because they are chained to it 24-7. But think about it. Let's say that you're listening to this or watching this and you have zero debt. What job would you actually be doing? Would you even be doing the job that you're working right now if you had zero debt, if you had no bills that you had to pay? Just think about that for a second. Because a lot of people, when really taking an outside view of their life, will come to the realization that, you know what? No. If I had no debt, I probably would not be living in the state that I'm living. I would not be working the job that I'm working. I would not, I'd probably not even be with the person that I'm with, right? In some cases, right? And a lot of people feel trapped in whatever situation they are simply due to how much debt they have or the simple fact that they have debt And they're so busy working so hard every single day to simply try to make the payments, right? So if you want to learn how to get out of debt, go to 40inbox.com. And if you have a personal finance question or story, feel free to submit your question or story at 40inbox.com as well. And we'll see you in future episodes. Hey. This podcast is sponsored by our personal finance courses. So if you have problems with mastering your money and you need help, go down below and learn how to master your money. And this is a plan that anyone of any income level can follow. It is simple and easy to follow for any income level in any situation and it's very straight to the point. And if you want to learn how to make money online, go down below as well. And we'll see you in future episodes.